Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Shh. No keto. <laughs> I'm good, man. You're a keto free today. I'm good. Ca- Keto free, keto free, and you brought me some boneyard beer. Boneyard RPM. It's fairly recently that they've started uh, selling package and not draft. So when I saw it at the store, I I was like, oh man, I haven't had RPM in a long time because bars have been closed. I don't know that I've ever had boneyard in a can. I don't know that I have either, or in a bottle for that matter. No, they. That's why I said package is is a relatively recent development. I wasn't. I knew. You weren't paying attention. It's okay. That's right. You don't I, listen to things that you, I say. You probably said something like that, but there was no reason for me to have listened to you. Fair. You were in the room, though. Can we just do other things? Well, eventually. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Okay, Andrew. This how, is... how, so how's your week been? Oh, do we have to talk about weeks? I guess we don't have to. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know no, what? I'll skip you. No, it's fine. I'm going to tell, week... tell you right now. This last weekend was like the most relaxing weekend I've had in probably... Two years. Is that because everyone's gone? No, dude. It it was... Be- well, everyone's gone now. Everyone was here this weekend, but oh. it was just like everybody sort of was on the same page to be relaxed and to chill the fuck out. Saturday? Saturday, we did literally nothing. I mean, we sort of... We, I went on a hike with the kids, and then we went on a little run. That's a lot of things. Yeah, but like, you know, a run is... Like, I got up and just went and jogged happily for a half hour, you know? And then the hike with the kids was piece of cake, like another 45 minutes. We watched Netflix. We just fucking relaxed. Nice. It was awesome. And then Sunday, like, had a small little barbecue with some friends. And Thanks for the I, invite. I appreciate it. Yeah, no. they Someone said, don't invite Andrew. No, I know. That's why I'm, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm being appreciative. <laughs> um, how are you? Good, man. Good. Closing it, closing up my weekend right now. It was a busy weekend. I had to go to Fort Lewis yesterday, which was not a fun drive. But you know, got my my freedom papers, so you know, nothing to complain about there. And it didn't cost me any money when I got there. For those of you familiar with the uh, CIF turn-in process, mm. you rarely make it out of there unscathed. And I didn't pay a dollar to the federal government when I turned all my gear in. In fact, I came away with some stuff that they didn't want back. How long? How when are your IRR orders effective? Next week, I want to get go go up there and get Disneyland tickets. I mean, I still have a common access card. Yeah, oh yeah, mine mine expired on the fourth. I just got a new one. I pulled it out and I was like, motherfucker, yeah, it's expired on the fourth. Just got a new one. So, goddamn. Okay, well, you'll have to get us Disney tickets once once COVID's done and we can go back. I mean, you can in is, like ten years. Is Disney open now? Yeah, I think Florida is still open. Of course, of course, Florida would uh, be open. Um, yeah, I'll probably pass on going to Disney in the you know next six months or so. You know, when I turned my CIF in, I had a fleece. I, did we talk about this on the show? Mm-hmm. I had a fleece, and the guy was like, "Oh, I'm sure you could go to the to the surplus store and find one. They have them all over the place." And I was like, "How much is it?" And he was like, "Forty, forty bucks, man." And I was like, "Bro, bill my where ass. do I sign? <laughs> it's forty bucks. Yeah, I just gave you like ten thousand dollars worth of shit." Bill me. Yeah. No, that's a that's a victory to, to leave CIF with with less than a hundred dollar bill is, is good. That's a victory. Did you ever get a big command? Um a big command loss? No. No? You know why? Because I take care of my shit. So in in the 
in the military, when you leave command, you sign over a property book most of the time. And it's usually like multiples, millions of dollars. Yes. A lot of shit. Depending on what kind of organization you are, it can be a, a really lot of shit. So if you've got tanks or something that are issued to you, it, it can be a ton of money. So when you hand over that property book, if there's shit that's missing. Um, and it's not just shit. It's like three inch screwdriver Phillips, six inch <laughs> screwdriver Phillips, nine inch screwdriver Phillips, like tiny redundant shit. The, the report that gets worked up is called a FLIPL, and we call it a FLIPL. Uh, it's an acronym, obviously, for financial, liabist, financial liability investigation of property lost. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, and most of the time, commanders, unless they were really negligent, they might have a, a FLIPL loss, you know, $20,000, and the government will just sort of eat it. Yeah. Most of the time, but sometimes twenty grand is small for a change of command football too. Right, <laughs> someone's got to be. You're responsible. Sorry, you fucked up. You lost twenty thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, uh, do a quick website review. Yeah, let's do Our it. Website update. Catch up. Catch up. So, uh, as you know, uh, as you know, we we regularly put stuff on the on the website. Will and our friend Mike Razak. <sighs> if you're listening, Mike, I got it right this time. We'll see. So. Uh, Mike put on, I think it was already on when we did our show last week, but obviously the, uh, not obviously, perhaps unobviously, the Retrus Dive Watch review. That was on there. Also, the Dietrich Pure Time, which is a freaking awesome, awesome watch. Uh, our friend, Instagram user Furry Wrist Abroad, did a review of the Dietrich Pure Time. You can check that out. There's this uh, podcast, Just Some Tool Watches. Oh, yeah. They get a podcast. <laughs> and uh, and Will, our editor-in-chief, posted his review of the Christopher Ward C65 GMT World Timer. That's the that's the one with the yellow yeah. um, the yellow strip at 12 o'clock and the yellow GMT hand. Very cool watch. Yeah. Very cool watch. So uh, if you haven't, go check those things out on the website. They're they're up, they're live, they're ready to be consumed right now. I know you're review of the Gavok Squadron is going to be going up at some point in the next week. Yeah. I think your first draft was submitted today. It was. Good shit. Yeah. Well, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it'll be up in the next week. And you have the Avidiver. The Avidiver review will go up. I think that's probably about three weeks mm. out. Uh, more uh, sooner than that, the Le Sablier review will be going up. Mm. Yeah, and then um, I think I hope fingers crossed that next week's episode will be with Mark of Long Island Watch, and we've also got a pending mm-hmm. review of both of the Islanders, the the O one three and the double O seven size format Islanders will both be going up. So I'm yeah. gonna do I'm gonna do a combined review on those. Will just did a review of the the full size, the double O seven size. So I'll probably do. Um, a comparison between the two, kind of what what they look like, the differences between the two two sizes, and how they're how they're different, because there's some differences there. Yeah, certainly some differences. I really like the small one. It's really fun. I really like it. It's really fun. You know, it wears smaller than I expected it to. Yeah, um, significantly, which is not bad. It makes it kind of seem tall at the same time. I've heard people say that the 007 wears tall, and I've never felt particularly like it does, but the 013 definitely is prominent, mm-hmm. Mount Hood-style prominence. Well, no. There's there's something we're going to talk about today is Mount Hood-style prominence. Oh, it was in your pants? Yeah. 
That's that's more Mount St. Helensy. <laughs> so we are going to talk watches today. Look well, at I'm... us at nine minutes getting into the main topic. Oh yeah! Look at us. Hey, oh yeah, boy. boom time! Uh, I can't remember what we're talking about though. We're talking about some GFY watches. Go fuck yourself. No, good for you. Good for you, watches. I, I had a boss <laughs> that uh, used to sign off emails. GFY? GFY. God, and yeah, he would awesome. tell us in meetings, GFY means one of two things. Go fuck yourself or good for you. And when I tell it to you, you get to pick what you, it means. You get to pick. And, yeah. and most of the time... It was almost certainly go fuck yourself. You could use either, right? Because yeah. they fit in both. Like When he used it, he used it appropriately. And it was like he would just respond to an email you sent, GFY. Like, yeah. Oh. Right. Well, and, and good for you is not, is it's like putting a period at the end of a text message, right? It's yeah. like, it seems like it should be okay, but it's actually just yeah. a fuck you. Yeah. Mm. He, was a, he was a really good dude to work for. Good for you. He was like just a bro who <laughs> happened to run shit. So, and told us to go fuck ourselves when we tell him things. When we use the phrase GFY, it is in the tradition of American trad menswear, the GFY style. And that might be in in the the style of the college the the take ivy college student that could be white socks with a pair of penny loafers it might be madras shorts in the winter double polos with both collars popped yeah i mean that's maybe a more modern version of gfy but i i yeah. certainly uh would agree that it counts yeah so so these are in this context going to be watches that we like and we probably shouldn't that we probably shouldn't. That's right. That you can criticize, and those criticisms will be fair. But I like it. Damn it! So go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Uh, and and that's and that's the idea. And, and really, really, I think that there is a good argument that that's how you should wear all of your watches. Some of these watches, well, certainly some of the watches that didn't make our cut today. Some of these watches are going to be watches that people are like, oh, you know, if you post it on, uh, if you talk about it on watch, you see people will be like, yeah, but it's ugly. You get booed off Ooh. the forum. Yeah. It's a piece of shit. This quality is terrible. However, I want to wear it, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. Right? If you are listening at this point with the kids and you have not figured it out. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> this might, I think, I mean, there's the chance, there is a chance we're going to say go fuck yourself about 30 more times. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the worst part is that's not the worst thing we've said on this podcast, or it's not the worst <laughs> thing, the earliest we've said in this podcast. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've done some horrible things here. So in terms of then philosophy, I sort of went with a, a very personal set of watches, and I think maybe you did too. And so as we go, there's going to be some explanation, because I realized very quickly that this topic is going to be so, so, so specific to the human being. Oh, yeah. Because by its very nature, a go-fuck-yourself watch is just, it's only for you. Not going to be universally appreciated, right? Or disappreciated. Right, yeah. I mean, by the fact that we were able to find so many. We had to narrow our picks down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and and so I'm I'm just doing this off the cuff. We're gonna we're gonna post on this, and then we'll put a little tile up on the Instagram, and you guys can take a pick. Uh, you'll be able to vote on whether or not one of my picks that didn't make the cut is in fact a GFY watch or not. Mm, okay, okay. So uh, I suppose maybe we can get to some honorable mentions at the end. Yeah. At the end, why don't we just roll right into it? Are That's, you ready? Yeah. You're, you're your first. No, give your, me your first. I want to hear it. I'm actually I'm excited for your first. 
Well, I, I haven't decided which one I'm going to go for first. I think the one I'm going to go for first is the Dufa. Yeah. Dufa. Uh, the Weimar Bauhaus 100 anniversary. Hold on. I'm going to have to actually pull this thing up. Yeah, because you just sent pictures of it like a weirdo other than links. Like well, a I sent you a link. Yeah, so that, to me and Will, like recently, you sent just pictures. <laughs> the Dufa Weimar Bauhaus 100 year anniversary edition GMT blue and white. So there'll be a link to this in the show notes. I take a little bit of issue with this being a GFY watch. And so this is the least offensive of my watches. I don't think a GFY watch has to be offensive. No, I agree. I think that this one is not universally lovely. I think the lugs are too narrow. I think the GMT hand is dumb. Dumba. Um, it's got too much color. It's... I don't think... it. I think too much color comes from the strap. I think you change a strap out and that color issue goes away. Yeah, that's perhaps true. That's perhaps true. In this state, though, I think that it is both very, very cool and a little bit obnoxious. I I really like it. It's 350 money for a GMT. It, it is. It's a quartz GMT. But it's so still, still a GMT. That, that's right. That's right. It's a 38 millimeter watch. It's only nine... Only nine thick, stainless steel. Um, it's going to have a mediocre leather strap, would be my guess. Dufa does reasonable leather straps. 18 millimeter lugs, I wish it was 20, but yeah. that's that's fine. 30 meters of water resistance. Um, but none of that shit matters, right? This is a sort of Art Deco Bauhaus watch with a goofy wave GMT hand. Yeah, I kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is potentially a problem, right? Um, I think in terms of a GFY watch, many people are going to like this. This is going to be the most likable of all my picks because after after this, we're going we're going left. It, it gets dark. So so with that, then I'm going to go with my most likable pick to follow up. I like it. Yeah, I'm going with the Casio World Time A five zero zero WGA. Dash 9DF. And it is the all gold mm-hmm. stainless steel Casio World Time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, no, this fits. And and you know why I think this is a go fuck yourself watch? Because it is everything that a gold watch is not. Yeah. Gold watch is supposed to be luxury, supposed to be really refined. No. Bring bring some some prowess to your world. Not this. This no. is a gold digital watch for $43. And it's dope yeah it's dope i think the only thing that would make this thing more go fuck yourself would be if it were solid gold oh god yeah (laughs) but it's like sure i'm sure there has been at one point a solid gold casio made well i think the g one of the g-shocks comes in solid gold the the square g the square metal g's yeah but i don't think i'm I'm not thinking g-shock i'm thinking like something like this (laughs) i wonder how hard it would be to get a case stamped and machined out of gold. Maybe that's what we do. We just start machining golden cases and selling them for people's watch movements. <laughs> There's got to be a business there. <laughs> just putting Casio, just putting yeah. world timers and oh, F84s into Th- gold cases. This is this is just a straight go fuck yourself watch. Yeah. Because yeah. why? Why? Under a shirt cuff, this could, you, people might think that you're wearing like a gold dress watch or a mm-hmm. gold bracelet. Yeah. Because nice and slim. It's Yeah, they're very slim. They're yeah. very slim. So this is my, but this is also, I mean, I think a likable watch. 
But to wear this watch is kind of kind of GFY anyway. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I mean, this watch, even not in gold, even just in silver, mm-hmm. uh, is pretty is pretty ostentatious. I saw a guy wearing a gold calculator watch. Yeah, uh, once he was wearing skinny jeans, Burks, a t-shirt, a vest, and he had a handlebar mustache and it a sounds man like bun. Every single guy in Portland. Well, he was in Eugene. Uh, he was wearing that watch, and I was like, "Man, it's a cool watch." But dude, I hate you. <laughs> yeah you know those calculator watches are are hipster watches right yeah Yeah. and this sort of is too yeah yeah no very much very much cool good choice all right what's your what's up next because we're we're now we're now we're down the rabbit hole we're into some we're into some things here we're down the rabbit hole so i'm gonna save the one that i'm most likely to buy i I know I haven't talked about this watch on the show. My, my third pick, I think I may have talked about this watch on the show at one point, but we'll come back to it. Uh, because this this Spinnaker Picard automatic 1,000-meter gold and blue watch, I'm not going to buy it. No, you shouldn't buy it. Probably. Probably not going to buy it. So what this is, this is a gold-toned, titanium-cased, 1,000-meter cube, 1,000-meter super-domed, spinnaker watch so water resistance down to a thousand meters helium helium release valve obviously 47 millimeters wide 25 millimeters thick uh and it's a fixed bezel it's a fixed bezel dive watch is what it is (laughs) on a leather strap yeah (laughs) it's good to 100 atmospheres it comes with rubber it it does yep 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 rubber seems appropriate leather less so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i mean yeah so this thing you you've got to see the pictures right there will be a link in it's the show a, notes it's an attractive watch it's certainly not unattractive and then you see the dimensions on it and you're just like oh well the first the first cue that something's a mess is in the top down the first cue that something's a mess is when you look at the crown yeah and the crown is probably about 12 millimeters yeah like oh what's that's that a, that's a big crown because it just from the top down, it's like, oh, that's an interesting watch. It looks like a spinnaker. And then you and then you go to the second picture and you go, oh, those lugs seem really deep. And you go to that third, fourth picture, fifth picture. Oh my God, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it's a dive bell. It's meant for people to dive inside of it. I love it. It's so weird, but also cool. It's cool. I like I actually kind of want this watch. If it wasn't 950 money i'd say we should buy one just for a giveaway well but you know like so that we can wear it and 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 have you know the, do a review of it have the two weeks that we're gonna like wearing it and then get one arm real swole yeah and then and then pass it on you know i'll say a couple things about this watch one it would be a conversation starter oh yeah right people would be like what the fuck is that uh and, and two it's my weapon it's not unattractive i mean i think it would wear funny but it wouldn't it wouldn't be shitty to wear is my guess i don't think it'd be great to wear in anything other than short sleeves yeah it's too tall yeah it's pretty it's pretty tall snow jacket perhaps this could be a good snowboarding watch you you know i almost put a watch in this place um a watch that i've almost talked about a few weeks in a row um but i almost talked about the raven deep tech in this in this watch's place yeah you sent that to me i was like that's not a that's not a gfy watch what are you doing the problem is, it's just too good yeah, to be a GFY watch, you know? Yeah. It, it is also very big. 
uh, it's only 42 and a half millimeters wide, but I think it is like 16 thick, I think 16 or 17 thick. It's just too good. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I will say both of these watches, if you are in need of a watch to buckle to the outside of your submarine, Mm -hmm. both of these watches, both the deep tech and the Spinnaker Picard represent an amazing value. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Watch number two, Andrew Go. <laughs> oh, uh, so my watch number two, going a little bit different direction than where I usually go here. This is the TB12 Tag Heuer Carrera. So give us some context. So Tom Brady, being TB12, because Tom Brady is number 12, uh, he partnered with Tag Heuer to make some modifications of a Carrera and they did a limited run I want to say they did 5,000 or so maybe less than that um, but they oh, where does it say doesn't matter however few or many they did they did a Carrera with Tom Brady's number 12 in the 12 o'clock subdial. <laughs> that's really the difference that's it <laughs> they used they used the uh, uh, so the, um, the the leather strap is meant to simulate the texture of a football. It's very pebble the, grain. Uh, the case that it comes with uses the same material as the Patriots jerseys. They use the same font on the 12 as... It's the same font and colors as the Patriots use for their uh, for their uniforms. But what it comes down to is that this is about a $3,000 watch. Well, no, like $1,500 watch. You can get most Carreras in that zone, like sub three. Probably, yeah. But this is about 5700 bucks. Just because it's TB12 branded. But the specs on it are money. It's got a 50-hour power reserve. It's a 43-millimeter case, which come, which tracks for, uh, for a chronograph. 100 meters of water resistance. It's got an engraved case back mm-hmm. with TB's signature mm-hmm. and a number 12 on it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, it's just frivolous isn't quite enough. Yeah. You, but I love it. Yeah. Because I, I love Tom Brady. You know, sort of, he's he's approaching goat status, right? And I think that there's something about both New England and Tag Heuer and Tom Brady to a certain extent. This all tracks. That are all sort of GFY, right? Yeah. Like New England as a place is kind of GFY. Yeah. New England Patriots as a team are kind of GFY. Well, they were. Not so much anymore. Well, you know. We'll see. Well, well yeah. I you know, Cam might fit in that system. I... I I think Cam might fit in that system really well. So, (laughs) do you disagree? Yeah, I disagree. Gosh, I think he might fit really well. Are you really thinking that, or you just? Yeah, no, I think I I actually think that. I think that he may be surprising. I mean, he's an MVP, right? He, yeah, he is. He's got skills, but he they've got a fantastic they've got a fantastic uh, run and pass protection system in place already for him. He's strong. He's big. He doesn't have the accuracy that Tom Brady has ever had. Well, but that's not how he plays football. No, he's. I don't think he's going to fit in that system. It's going to take a couple years of building to build the system around him because the system they have right now has been built around Tom Brady being able to hit a golf ball at three hundred yards. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, GFY TB twelve. This is as GFY as it gets. It is three times the price of its counterparts because if you if you look at a at a normal Carrera, the non-TB12 variety, it's the same fucking colors. The, yeah. the, oh. <laughs> the, the difference that you're getting here 
is you're getting a, a 12 in that a 12 in the, in the 12 o'clock subdial. And I jokingly told you the difference in price is because you get the number 12 displayed twice. That's right. Yeah. And that's it. You get the, you get the laser etched Tom Brady case, Tom Brady case back and that's it. But you know what? I, I would do it. Yeah. I'd wear it and I'd love it. I might not keep that leather strap on it, though I bet that leather is dope. So my third watch. It's also blue leather, just to it's not a black leather or brown leather. It's a it's a blue with Patriots red, blue with red, with red stitching. Yeah. Cause if it were if it were brown, like football brown with white stitching, I think that would have been an improvement. My third watch. This is a watch that I have actually almost purchased before. I thought you purchased it today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a watch from a watch company called Parnas. You at home will likely have heard of this brand at some point you will have seen one of their watches and thought do i want to buy this and ultimately decided no no i could never wear it I everyone do, would make fun of me i do not want to buy this probably wisely this is a watch that used to be listed on par uh parnas's main page it's no longer there you have to go to the alley for this watch now but this is called the well i don't know what it's called the alley is, like like gray market or no, no. theallyexpress.com. Okay. The Ohio State University. Uh, AliExpress.com. <laughs> this is the 40 millimeter special parnas watch gold hollow skeleton dial. It's Luxury men's sapphire glass golden Miyota automatic movement 711. <laughs> it's a skeleton. That's for sure. It, yeah. And so when I say skeleton watch, I mean something different than what you might be thinking. The dial is a skeleton watch in the shape of a skull. And the hands are pirate sabers. And the, hand, and the hands are curved, are curved sabers. Yes. Yes, that's right. This watch is ugly, and yet... It's ugly as sin. And yet, as far as I can tell, it is not a direct homage of any one watch. <laughs> nope. It is interesting. It is not overly sized which you might expect this watch to be too big you'd think this to be a 45 to 47 millimeter watch it's a reasonable size none of the case aesthetics are over the top there's some some fluting there's some fluting on the three and the nine o'clock on the on the sides besides the dial besides the dial nothing on this watch is over the top uh it's skeletonized which i generally don't like but in this case i'll give it a pass I wish they had done something to bejewel or be, or bedazzle the teeth. Yeah, of the skeleton. I, I think that there used to be some more uh, some more um, extravagant versions of this, but this is the one that you can find now. Certainly, we will link to it in the show notes because you need to take a look. Hundred and seventy seven dollars. Yeah. I I think this is maybe a reasonable purchase. It's a Miyota Eight Series. It's a Miyota 8 series. So people say what they will about the Miyota 8 series. I think it's relative, roughly equivalent to a 7S movement, a Seiko 7S movement. Um, it's going to be noisier than a 7S movement. It probably is going to be a touch more touch more reliable, uh, give or take. Um, but yeah, I actually really fucking like this watch. And, it's, and everybody would be like, what the fuck is that? And I'd be like, you know what? It's my watch. Yeah. GFY. You could you could wear this um, to Treasure Island. <laughs> it's interesting. The so because of the shape of the dial, they had to do some different things in the way of building out that case. Yeah, and it's interesting to see screws on the front of the case with 
the skull shaped i mean the crystal isn't skull shaped but it's still the silhouette of the skull you know like they they did it really well they they cho- they went for it and they executed that novelty well you, you know there's nothing about this watch that screams disgusting right well i mean the 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 face is weird but look if this was a alexander shiken or whatever it would be made a lot better but people would be shiken alexander shiken yeah i, yeah. I don't know uh or or even or even if this was a ulysses nardan um people would be like that's fucking cool like yeah it might not be for me but that's fucking cool that's a thirty-five thousand dollar watch that's cool it would obviously need to be better made than this but 177 bucks it's not it's not overly uh it's not an homage to anything so it's it's not going to be uh, something is like, oh, well, you're just wearing a fake. You know, that's what Parnas is known for, right? They make fake Pams. They make fake. That's their jam. Nautilus. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, that is their jam. This is, as far as I can tell, an original design. And, and if it's not, please tell me. Uh, let us know if this is a direct rip on something else. I know other watches have used skull faces and dials before. But as far as I can tell, this is an original design. And I I think that's the coolest part of it. Mm-hmm. When you said when you sent a skull, I was like, "There's a lot of brands out there that do better skulls." Uh, I do, but this is not a bad skull either. No, That's the thing. It's not. It's not. It's the weird thing. That I, could be the best watch they make. I think it might be. I don't know that they still make it, but yeah, I think that might. Be. It's the only Parnas watch that I've ever seen that I'm like, I want that. So we'll move on because I actually am a little bit in love with this watch. It's so you you texted that to me. You kind of laughed at me. You were like, "Are you serious?" I know I laughed and then you said I got one and I was like <laughs> I think you're going to be disappointed but you know I mean okay have you changed your thoughts at all on it no I still think I still think you're going to you would ultimately be disappointed with that watch well, disappointed in what I mean what would where would the disappointment come from Did you're never dis- going to wear it well maybe but even if I wore it 10 times in the next two years yeah no I suppose that's fair it's kind of, I mean can you imagine wearing this to red bar <laughs> Oh, I think red bar people go nuts over it. Uh, maybe I mean red no, bar people. Maybe are not. Weird. Maybe not the Portland red bar because the Portland red bar seems to be a lot of vintage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think a hipper red bar people might be like, "That's fucking cool." So uh, I'm gonna move on because that's all there is to say about that fucking watch. But do check it out. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, so here's my last pick, and I think this is this is the one that I like the most and am most likely to buy. Can't find it though. <laughs> we honestly, we do pick watches before the show. We even talk about them before the show. No, I can't find it. Like I can't find it to purchase. Oh, I see. Uh, so it's by a company called No Watch. No Watch. N O hyphen Watch dot C O dot U K. And they make some weird watches. Mm-hmm. Their whole GM is weird. We talked about No Watch at some point. We did early we, on. We did. We talked about a. I think we may have talked about a similar watch. I didn't I didn't go back through the notes to find it. Um, but this is a Reverso CM1-3212. Backward watch for left hand. And it is just that. It is a counterclockwise turning watch crown left. <laughs> As if left-handed people see in reverse. We, we do. Yeah, no, that's a thing. Uh, it says, this watch run counterclockwise opposite to the regular hour hand direction individually numbered limited edition of 500 pieces limited edition watch what up it's 42 millimeter case 49 lug to lug uh 
It's it's got a a Miyota twenty thirty seven, thirty meters water resistance, but it, and a twenty two millimeter lug width. But it's cool. It's cool. It's you cool. Know, it it looks it. It's a sleeper GFY watch. Is yeah, what it is. It it on just a just a gloss over. You can mistake it for yeah an SNK. Not exactly an SNK, but anything of that uh, of that style of watch. Just a really basic almost field watch feel mm-hmm. uh just a little bit of an off-white dial little bit of color to it the the black accent around the stainless bezel is very cool i can't find a price on them but generally their watches are in the sub 300 dollar range yeah and i can't i just can't find one to buy but yeah reverse 100 percent reverse they do upside down watches mm-hmm. they do like 24 hour single hand watches with the 24 zero being at the six the traditional six o'clock position <laughs> which would actually be really cool there's some functionality in that manner of timekeeping uh they do some cool stuff but this is the one that stood out to me most because number one it's a destro for yeah. our left-handed friend yeah yeah for who's our, wearing a, a destro emg nemo I, i'm today. wearing a destro today and uh the counterclockwise would be would be hard to get around yeah i, I mean it would take some time i i think if this was your only watch you could do it pretty easily. I think it would happen pretty quickly. I think this is a watch you just don't set. There's no date wheel. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> You're wearing a go fuck yourself watch. You're wearing this watch because you like it. It's cool. It's different. Yeah. You don't need to set the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great choice. Great choice. So I have, you have a couple of honorable mentions. I just have one. I have one honorable mention. Okay. So I'll do my honorable mention here. I had an honorable mention and it didn't make the cut ultimately because I think it's a bit sort of common, which doesn't which doesn't totally discount it but ultimately i just like my other picks better but the uh invicta grand diver yeah that's invicta's 47 millimeter 300 meter dive watch uh and i actually think it's a really freaking cool watch um i think that it falls short of being a true gfy watch for a number of reasons uh but i think it very neatly bridges the gap between uh invicta's really reasonable offerings like their pro diver uh pro diver is an excellent watch come at me bro pro diver is amazing and they're more obnoxious stuff right so it starts to get too big yeah it starts to get a little gaudy in coloring they sort of turn it up to 11 in terms of the embossing and the engraving uh but without straying from like legit watch territory yeah and i dig it man i dig it it's a big giant legitimate well-made dive watch that's and what, well-made is relative that's what always blows my mind about invicta is that generally speaking their watches hit the specs well yeah but they're almost universally so ugly ugly I, sin. I work with a guy who has probably got 25 invicta different invictas is invictas invicta invicti invicti <laughs> invicti actually invicti uh he's got about 25 invicti uh i i've rarely i mean i I never see him with the same watch on more than once in a week and they're all big loud ugly ugh. He, he's a he's a qvc enthusiast you know it, it seems that way and yeah. and he also just from the little i know about him he's also the same kind of guy remember that guy we, we met we saw in mexico in the hotel lobby that was wearing an invicta and one of the hotel staff commented on his watch and he goes oh it's an invicta it's a very expensive watch, <laughs> but I got a good deal on it. 
Yeah, yeah, you did. That's Invicta's thing. Invicta's <laughs> MSRP is right around Tudor prices, yeah. but you can get them for ninety four dollars. Yeah, the the sales model is very QVC, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a very get... expensive watch. <laughs> I just never forget that. It was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. You know, uh, my one of my uncles who passed away a few years ago, and he's a wonderful dude, just a really, really excellent dude, smart, uh, deceptively smart, fantastic bowler. He was a QVC watch collector. Hmm. So he collected Invicta. Uh, he collected Croton. Mm-hmm. Croton. Mm-hmm. Croton. Cretan. Uh, you, you know, these watches that have this history, this lineage, but have sort of dipped their toes in this MSRP telemarketing game and have really done some weird things. But yeah, when he died, there was like 30 watches. And it was like, everybody gets a watch. All new inbox. Many of them, not new inbox, but but pretty infrequently worn. Yeah, I took this sort of rainbow crystal skeleton um, automatic thing, Croton thing, uh, and it was fine. And I lost it. I don't know where. I don't know where it went. Um, this has been many years ago, obviously, at this point. But yeah, uh, he had all these watches, and like we all came and picked to watch. All the guys in the family did. It was interesting. And they were all huge. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty big. Yeah. You know, but this is like from the 90s and the oddies um, when that was that was normal. So no sized bracelets here. So your your okay. uh, your uh, honorable mention. And I think it's interesting. And I think it's controversial. So let's talk it is about controversial. It. And so this is the watch that we talked about that we're going to put a tile up on Instagram to coincide with the drop of this episode to let you weigh in on whether or not this is a go fuck yourself watch ready have you ever pulled a beer out of a plastic ringer before that was my first time it took a lot of exertion that's my first time it's interesting experience okay so i'm gonna frame this a little bit my mind to go fuck yourself watch similar to the tb12 is (laughs) is a watch that is needless like it's it's just why just why why do you like it why would you pay that much for it all manner of whys. It doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the watch, though the quality can be a factor. It doesn't have anything to do with the brand of the watch, though the brand can be a factor. Because I think a lot of Invictas are kind of go-fuck-yourself watches. If you like it, wear it. This it took a little bit different route. So here's the question that I'm posing. The watch that I'm talking about is a 1989 Omega Speedmaster Apollo 11 20th Anniversary Edition. Now for me... This is a GFY watch for two reasons. Number one, that's a birth year watch for me. Number two, baby, it's 10 grand. You can get basically any Speedmaster for the neighborhood of four. You can get any sort of entry level Speedmaster for four. But you're, but so you're, you're not going to get anniversaries or limited edition runs, right? Sure. But you're going to get the same technology, perhaps better for four. So for me, this, I buy the Speedmaster. This is a pure, gfy watch to everyone in the world around me so like i have a speedmaster that's just like your speedmaster but but it's ten thousand dollars so gfy yeah so that was my thinking on that's why i didn't get picked because it's not quite there but i think it's there i think it's a gfy watch yeah i disagree and and i've and i've expressed that to you already i think that this watch is just a special edition speedmaster which is an awesome watch but why just why 
Will didn't really weigh in, and I, I probably should have pressed him, but I was busy picking right. watches and putting kids to bed. He didn't weigh in. He so Will actually let's let's tell let's give Will's pick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Will weighed in on the conversation, and God, we text a lot. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Will's was this. Uh, it was the Omega Speedmaster Planet Deep Ocean Planet Ocean. It's still loading. Yeah, Planet Ocean Ultra Deep Pro. <laughs> That's a long name, right? It, and and Hodinkee has alleged that this is J- Jason Heaton, the venerable. Yeah, Jason Heaton. I think everybody likes Jason Heaton. Is there anybody who has ever said anything bad about Jason Heaton? I haven't met him yet. Well, I'm sure if I met him, he would be mean to me. So because I'm a dick, and I would say something bad about him. I don't think Jason Heaton's mean to anybody. I, that's my guess. Is he's just like the nicest human being on the face of the earth. Challenge accepted. Jason, let's hook up. <laughs> So this is uh, Omega's. This is Omega's like go to the bottom of the Mariana Trench watch. Uh, Rated. It's got weird lugs. It's everything about it's weird. It's also a cube. I think they call them ray lugs. It's very thick. They've gotten rid of the helium release valve because they did some proprietary development to mitigate the need for it. They just kept it out. They superheated the case and then ultra pressure pressed the crystal into the case to create a seal. That's right. Which is better than a helium release valve because it doesn't say, how do we put a Band-Aid on the problem? They just said, let's fix the problem. It's sort of the Seiko Seiko method of dealing with pressure, right? So um, Omega built three ultra deeps, naming them FODX1, 2, and 3, full ocean depth experimental. All were tested. To a simulated depth of 15,000 meters for a 25% buffer over FOD, full ocean depth. Challenger Deep is a little less than 11,000 meters. All three took the elevator to the bottom with Vescovo. I think he's the pilot. Two on robotic arms and one on a remote-controlled independent lander. All three survived the trip and were on display, ticking at the British Museum in London last week for us to see. So this is... not touch. That's some dog shit. Right. (laughs) This is basically a super duper deep planet ocean is what it is, right? Yeah, that's super cool. So that's Will's. What That would also be a go fuck yourself watch because there's only three of them. <laughs> the, uh, I like the fact that they have it on a NATO strap, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to so. adjust your watch a lot going to that depth. Right. <laughs> that's right. So very cool watch. Very cool watch. Um. Okay. But yeah, so the question being, question being, is Andrew's pick of a slightly more expensive speed no, no, master? No, no, no. It's the 1989 20th anniversary <laughs> Apollo 11 edition. Yeah, but how is that different than any other limited edition Speedmaster that costs $10,000? Because they all cost $10,000 besides the regular Speedy. Because I don't care about the others. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. So is Andrew's 1989 limited edition Apollo 11 Speedmaster a GFY watch? I posit it is not but maybe you have some other thoughts we'll put it to you guys andrew my friend what's your what's your no this is not that's not how we do this what's your honorable mention oh i already talked about my honorable mention the grand diver no i talked about that (laughs) no you talked about the apollo 11 i talked about the invicta grand diver i thought you had another honorable mention are we gonna do this you said you had two no i just had the one oh okay so we talked about will's pick (laughs) i've got two other things (laughs) oh god fuck Andrew, other things, my man, go. Pass. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Andrew's other thing. 
I'm going to talk about Andrew's other thing. So this comes to us by way of Southpaw, S-T-L. Our man Clay, a.k.a. Clay. He posted a picture of a G-Shock and a red Mora Kniv. Kniv? Mora Kniv? Mora Niv? Mora Knife? Mora Kniv. Mora Kniv? Knife. And he said in his post, gotta have some of these lying around the house, or three. And I trust watch people and their gear choices. And Clay is basically us. Yeah. 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 Right? Like, every time that guy posts something, I'm like, yeah, I, I agree. He texted me the other day, or messaged me the other day, and asked if we needed any more uh, of the... Uh, Red Hot Ripplets. Of the Ripplets powder. And I found a big can of it on Amazon, like the 32-ounce jug. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I started buying it on Amazon. But he was offering just just totally of goodwill to send me more Red Hot powder. Uh, so anyway, he posted this knife, and I trust his judgment because I trust watch people generally. Because if you're going to care about watches, it means you're going to give a shit about everything else. So I got this $13 Swedish-made knife, not really knowing what to expect. And... I love this thing. It's Swedish forged, terrible Kydex plastic sheath holster deal. But here's the magic of this knife. It's in the grip. The handle is so ergonomic. So for like a three and a half inch blade, you've got a full hand purchase on a very ergonomic grip. It's relatively sharp right out of the packaging. The steel appears and seems like it'll sharpen well. It's... For $13, I don't think you're going to make ever a better knife purchase for two reasons. Number one, who gives a shit if you break it, lose it, destroy it? It's $13. And number two, I think this is going to take some abuse. Yeah, yeah. You know, these are extremely popular in the EDC communities because, you know, they're primarily fixed blades. They may make some folders, but they're known for their fixed blades. Yeah. Um, and and they're extremely popular in the EDC community. If you're If you're fishing, hunting, generally doing outdoor stuff, this is one of the top picks, both because of price, right? And what you're talking about, right? The the ability to thrash it. You know, if, you, if you're in a bind and you need to use your knife as a lever and you're like, here we go. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad about this. I'm certainly Even not going to do fucking it break it. Made. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to feel fine about this. I need this lever right now and I'm going to use this for that, for that action. I'm going to break it and buy a new one. I'm going to not have any issue striking fire with this, like on a, on a fire starter. Not gonna have any issues with that. Can I ask you a question about the bevel? Is it a is it a Scandi style bevel, or is it a secondary bevel, primary bevel? It's got about a three eighths of an inch. I would say a three eighths of an inch bevel, and I suspect that that three eighths of an inch bevel is the only bevel, at yeah. least factory. Yeah. So not quite a Scandi grind. No, not quite. But I. You know, I don't, and I, I don't know why the decision would be made for a Scandi grind versus this beveling, but... I, I think it's fantastic. It's, it, you, it feels great in hand. It's super light. So I thought the grip was going to be rubberized just because of the way it looks, and it's not, and I appreciate that because this thing is going to get yucky and messy, and I'm going to really like just being able to dunk it in a creek. You know, I have a couple of... My kitchen knives are Dexter Russell, their Sani Safe line. Mm-hmm. They're, those are all those are exactly the same ilk as this it's the same yeah they're, yeah they're about you know you can get a you can get a 12 inch or a 10 inch chef's knife for about 30 bucks the handles are excellent they feel great in the hand the knife does not have any it does not have any extras it doesn't have a full tang 
it's just what you need to do what you need. It's easy to put a it's easy to put a edge on. It keeps an edge well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And this is it feels uh, very similar to this. When when some well, I mean, I think my primary chef's knife will probably never need replacement because I have a a global chef's knife. Yeah, those are great. Um, but my my backup, my nine inch, will will eventually need replacing. And that's the route I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. I've got both. I've got a uh, a ten inch and a twelve inch Dexter Russell Sandy Safe, and then I also have the Victorinox, which is exactly the same but uh, a bit different mm-hmm. in a twelve inch, and it it, wor- it performs just as well. N- no no issues with any of those. But uh, I've oftentimes contemplating getting nice chef's knives um because you know i cook a lot and it it feels like something i might want to have but i'm so in love with those knives they do the job yeah i don't i don't have any better results cooking with a hundred plus dollar chef's knife than you're doing with your sandy safe and and you know i i hear a lot of times folks say things like well you know balance and and hand feel and um i think that there's some arguments for a nice for a nice chef knife. And certainly there are a thousand very, very good chef's knives. Oh, yeah. Um, but at some point, being in the restaurant industry, you and I both have this experience. Um, you realize that the chefs are using these food service, these industry knives, and they love them. And I was like, well, why, why is that? Oh, the, the chefs I worked around were never using them. They always brought their knife roll of... Nice shit. Very expensive shit to work. You know, but, I, so I had nice a different th- experience. So the chefs I work with all used either the Victorinox or the Dexter Russell Sandy Safes, hmm. which is which is how I was introduced to those brands. Those were all in the kitchens, but hmm. every every chef that I worked with, they all brought their knife roll and they broke out their their blades. The one thing that I will say I don't like about the Dexter Russell is the way that the handle connects to the blade. I'm one that holds over the back of the blade. I don't really use the handle unless I'm like really getting after it. The texture difference, not the texture difference, that lip yeah. at, the, at the end of the yeah, handle sure. makes it hard to get to grip the knife the way that I, I like to grip because I hold, sure. I like to hold right up on top of the spine and work from, from the heel of the blade. I can feel that. I can feel that. Anyway, more knife, very cool. Uh, I'm going to pick one up. I don't know. I'll probably get a fillet knife. I think I'll get a fillet knife and use it. Is it on the river? But they're fifteen bucks. You yeah. can get one of every color and variation and not be into it that much. Right. Oh, so, I got this one because I'm gonna I'm gonna gut an elk with it this fall. I've got a couple of things here, and I think I can get through it in four and a half minutes. I don't think you can. <laughs> I have a little. I have a little. I have a little window because I think we're. You know, when we we had yeah we on we the editing. Some. I suck. I suck some time up. So I've got. I've got two things. My my. You I, have four actually, but. W- w- <laughs> So I am getting ready for a backpacking trip, and it's my first serious backpacking trip, right? I've done backpacking before, but it's always been short. This is also going to be short, and if, you're, if you've are if you ever done backpacking, you might think, oh, that's nothing. Uh, it, it's a, a section or really a loop, uh, but it's a three-day, 25-mile backpacking trip with my wife who has never backpacked. And so the goal was to... Be able to do eight to nine miles a day very, very comfortably. Yeah. So we've got some big climbs. And I say big climbs. They're not tremendous. But I think but they're mean. We've got some mean climbs. Um, we've got some decent distance. It's not crazy distance, but decent distance. Um, and, and overall, it's a loop, right? So we set out and we've got to get home. Yeah. 
right? And we're going around a mountain. So if, you know, something happens, one of us is going to have to get back. So it's a, it's a legitimate backpacking trip. But my goal was to make it enjoyable, comfortable, not painful, not ouchy. Which is hard. Which is Because it means you got to bring some amenities, but you can't overload on the amenities. That's right. So we are, we're in that process of, you know, what do we need to buy? Can we borrow anything? Um, how do we eat well? Well, I don't want to eat. I know this is not a minimalist trip, right? This is not an ultralight Spartan minimalist trip. This yeah. is going to be a comfortable and yet not quite ultralight trip. There's right? balance there. Yeah. We've got to really strike that balance. I want my wife to enjoy it. Because you want her to go again. Because I want her to go again. Exactly. So that means taking chairs, mm-hmm. light chairs. That means taking substantial sleeping pads. That yep. means taking warm sleeping bags, uh, having food, having a way to cook that food. Yeah. Uh, so really being thoughtful about the purchases. We are probably about 90 days into the the planning process at this point, which we're, we're yeah. it's a little bit over the top. It's not way over the top, but we're, we're being deliberate. In yeah, particular. It's, it's deliberate acquisitions. It's it's thoughtful purchases. It's so I've some made, physical preparations. Leading up to this, I've made a couple purchases, and two of them I think, gosh, these are just really stinking cool. Um, batteries, not batteries. I needed to have batteries because we have two headlamps that take AAA's. We've got a, a main light that takes CR one two three. Stupidest fucking battery. And I. I'm addicted to nicotine, so I need a way to carry batteries for my nicotine delivery device, right? Your lighter has batteries? No, you know, you may know at home because you may have heard it, but I do vape. It's not the not the, not the the coolest thing to do, right? Or the manliest thing you do. Yeah, you know, whatever. I like nicotine. I was threatened by my dentist to get skin grafts, so I had to quit chewing. That bitch. I really can't smoke because I'm a distance runner. So I vape, right? Because I just love nicotine. So I found these battery holders. It, taking batteries is always a pain in the ass. And you said, why don't you just take Ziplocs? Well, Ziplocs are a pain in the ass. Because I have in every single backpack I own, and every bag I own, I think, has a bag, a Ziploc, with double A's, triple A's, and CR123s. I found this company called Storacell. Storacell.net. I am not getting any money for this. And they make these plastic battery holders. And I didn't know what to expect because they're pretty cheap, like like three or four bucks a piece. You can get them on Amazon. And they come in just about every type of battery you might need to take. And I got these things, and I was like, holy shit. They're the truth, man. These things are awesome. They look like uh, those old-timey change dispensers that you wear on a belt and get from a uh, from the guy selling you hot dogs. They very much do look like that. So I got these things. The plastic is great. The way they hold the batteries is great. The way they cover the terminals is great. Yeah, I'm into it, man. So yeah, those are money. If you're if you're traveling, you need to take batteries. I highly recommend. And these. they weigh next to nothing. That's the nothing. other thing. They, they weigh they weigh no more than the batteries that you're carrying. That's right. If it's worth carrying those batteries, it's worth that for the organization. It's going to add basically no weight. The second thing I have, and this is really cool. Yeah, this is really cool. So this is a product by a company called GearAid, and this is one of those companies that's of has acquired a number of companies over the years. Um, but they make Gear Aid makes a product called Tenacious Tape Repair Tape. And I was skeptical. Someone had recommended this stuff to me to fix a jacket I have, a, a waterproof what rain shell. I finally picked some of this stuff up. I just picked it up in the white 
ripstop version, although it comes in a hundred different colors. Not maybe not literally a hundred, but many different Probably colors. Like 10. And it's a tape. It's a fabric tape. It comes in a four by eight foot, four inch by eight foot roll. It really is eight feet. Uh, I think so. That was my guess. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, excuse me. Three inch. No, it's not anywhere near eight feet. Oh. Three inches by 20 inches. Oh, eight feet. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I, I got two rolls of this. So so three by 20, uh, two rolls for 10 bucks. So, so 40 it's, inches. It's, it's inexpensive, but it's just, it's a fabric tape and it works so stinking well. I have, I showed you earlier, I yeah. made some repairs to a sleeping bag I have. I have a down sleeping bag and it had come open in a few places and was leaking down. And I I just basically cut off little patches of this stuff, put it over the holes, and it, it's like, it's just tape. You think this stuff is going to come off, but the adhesive is phenomenal. It's, I've used this yeah. sleeping bag on a number of occasions already. It's not coming up. I mean, it's fantastic. It's not fraying at the edge, which is what I would expect out of a cloth tape. It's not fraying. It's not, it doesn't have a, fur, it, it's as soft as the material of the sleeping bag. It's flexible. It's money. I'm going to, I'm going to buy some rolls of that tonight because I tear shit all the time. I don't think that it's quite waterproof, but I know it's water resistant, and certainly you could treat it with a 3M waterproofing spray or whatever. If you've got a small hole in a rain jacket or something, uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy with this stuff. This would be a tent and bag patch for me because I, I tear that shit all the time. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's it. That's Those are my other things for the week. Those are some good other things. We're gearing up for fall, guys. Football is canceled. Ugh. It's get outside hunt fish if you don't learn because that's all we're gonna have to do this fall so there's no football there's no pac-12 <laughs> football i bet the acc and sec will play two weeks and then one team will have a breakout and they'll cancel yeah we'll see i was pretty sad to hear about football but it yeah. is what it is it makes sense and we've got to be safe and careful still so. so get outside because <laughs> that's what we can do this year get outside go backpacking go hunting andrew you got anything else you want to add i don't i don't have anything either so thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20 the watch clicker podcast check us out on instagram at 40 and 20 and at watch clicker check us out at watchclicker.com for all of our fantastic watch reviews uh many many writers at this point contributing there's always new material there if you want to support watch clicker or 40 and 20 check us out on patreon.com 40 and 20 and don't forget to tune back in next thursday for another hour of watches food drinks life and other things we like Bye bye